Praise the Lord. Tonight, the message, a glow with the Spirit. God wants his people a glow with the Spirit. Let's begin with Romans 12 and verse 11. <clears throat> the Bible says, not lagging in diligence, servants of the Lord, hard workers for the kingdom, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Fervent in spirit, the New King James Version, the word spirit is a small s, referring to the recreated spirit in, that's inside of us, that we are to be fervent in spirit. The Revised Standard Version says, be a glow with the Spirit, capital. Be a glow with the Holy Spirit. The Amplified, be a glow and burning with the Spirit. Some translations have a small s, some have a capital S. You can take it either way, but whichever way you take it, we know that it is the Holy Spirit that lights the fire in the believer. We have a part to play, and so that's why sometimes you get fervent in spirit, others aglow with the Holy Spirit. He supplies. We are the ones who surrender, and he supplies. The command of the word, the injunction of the word of God is that we would be fervent in spirit, that we would be aglow, that we would be burning with the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in Luke 12, 35, let your waist be girded. That is, you are servants of the Lord. You're ready for action, for work. Let your waist be girded and your lamps burning. Your lamps burning. Proverbs 20, verse 27 says, The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. The spirit inside of us is the lamp of the Lord. He wants to light us up. He said, keep your lamps burning, and you yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. Jesus said, keep your lamps burning. Keep your spirit on fire. Matthew 25, 8, the parable of the ten virgins, five wise, five foolish. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of, our, of your oil, for our lamps are going out. Our lamps are going out. A failing faith and spiritual experience. Our lamps are going out. The five wise had oil. They trimmed their wick. They trimmed their lamp. They poured in oil. They let the Holy Spirit set them on fire at the coming of the Lord. But the foolish said, our lamps are going out. Some translations say have gone out. Jesus said, because iniquity, because sin, because sin will abound in this world at the end days, the love of many will grow cold. The word love there in the Greek is the word agape. It's the word for the love of God. It is Christian love. That word cannot apply. That verse cannot apply to the unbelievers because they do not have the agape of God in them. It's a word in reference to believers because sin will abound, pleasure and lawlessness. The agape of many of God's people will grow cold. Their lamps are going out. 1 Thessalonians 5.19 says, Do not quench the Spirit. The International Standard Version, Do not put out the Spirit's fire. 
Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not smother. Do not extinguish the Spirit's fire in you. Lamps of fire. The Spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. Be fervent in spirit. Be aglow with the Spirit. Be burning with the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, there were lamps of fire that burned in the house of God. And there was a responsibility on the priests in Exodus 30, verse 7. It says, Aaron shall burn on it sweet incense, that is on the golden altar. When he tends the lamps, he shall burn incense on it. And when Aaron lights the lamps at twilight or in the evening, he shall burn incense on it. A lighting of the lamps morning and evening as Aaron went in to the temple of the Lord. And it was a picture of God lighting the fire in the believers. The people of Israel, those who had a heart after him, morning and evening, the Bible said, the lamps were to be tended, the lamps were to be replenished with fresh oil and set on fire before the presence of God. Leviticus 24, 1. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel that they bring to you pure oil of pressed olives for the light to make the lamps burn continually. Command the children of Israel that they bring pure oil, something pressed out to bring before the Lord, something the Holy Spirit can take hold of and light with fire and cause the lamp of our spirit to burn, that we might be aglow and burning with the Spirit. Ephesians 5.18 says, And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It says, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs which are unrehearsed melodies, unpremeditated words, utterance in the language of the Holy Spirit, other tongues. The Bible says be filled with the Spirit and then begin to pour out in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. It's passive here. It doesn't say fill yourself with the Spirit, although we have a responsibility. It is the Holy Spirit who fills us as we surrender properly and as we surrender fully to Him. He comes by his presence as we offer ourselves, as we consecrate ourselves, as we open ourselves to him. He comes by his power and his presence, and he begins to fill us and set us on fire before the Lord. Now, I have three points tonight. How to stay aglow with the Spirit. How do we stay aglow with the Spirit? Number one, pray and worship with a view to being filled. Pray and worship with an intention of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Not simply praying for praying's sake. Not simply singing along in the worship service of the house of God, but having an intention. 
When you pray, when we worship, I must be filled with the Holy Spirit. I must receive some fresh supply of the Holy Spirit. I need his anointing. I need a fresh supply of the Spirit in my heart, in my life right now. And you know how it is sometimes. It's time for prayer. You come in to pray, and so you start to pray. But my, there are a lot of distractions. Things going through your mind and thoughts and business and details and work you were doing during the day and things in your emotions. Maybe some struggles and wrestling that you went through that day. But here you are. It's time to pray. And so you pray and pray and you persevere. And then all of a sudden, here comes the oil. and there's a breakthrough in your spirit, and everything is left behind, and you begin to pour out rivers of living water. This he spoke of the Holy Spirit, and utterance comes, and blessing comes, and life comes, and you're standing there pouring out, and the Holy Spirit is filling you and touching your life with fresh fire. Acts 4.31, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they spoke the word of God with boldness. When they had prayed, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. What a desperation in those people in Acts chapter 4, crying out, praying the promises of God. And as they prayed, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. These were people who had already been baptized in the Holy Spirit. They'd had experience in time past with the Holy Spirit. But God wants us to know that we need a fresh supply of the Spirit every day in our lives. And as we pray, a fresh filling. Luke chapter 9. Now it came to pass about eight days after these sayings that he took Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. As he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered and his robe became white and glistening. As he prayed, there was a change. Psalm 34 says they looked unto him and they were radiant. They were radiant. As he prayed, his countenance was altered. As he prayed, his robes became white and glistening. The power of prayer in our lives. And the Bible says, this word where it speaks of Jesus, that there was an altering, there was a change that came. It's the same word used in 2 Corinthians 3.18, how that the Lord wants to take us from glory to glory, from splendor to splendor, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. It says, looking into the mirror, looking into the Word of God, the Holy Spirit wants to take us from splendor to splendor, ever-changing, because the path of the righteous is as the shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. Luke 11 and verse 13, Jesus said, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him, to those who ask him. I believe we should be asking the Father every day for the Holy Spirit. 
Father, give me the Holy Spirit today. Just like I'm praying for my daily bread and my provision. Give me the Holy Spirit today. Let the Holy Spirit rest upon me in power. Jesus said, ask your Father for the Holy Spirit. If you need more of the Holy Spirit, and who doesn't? We, gotta, we have to begin to ask, Father, give us the Holy Spirit. To be filled with wine, you have to drink of the wine. Be not drunk with wine, <laughs> we're in his excess, but to be filled with wine, you have to drink in of the wine. And to be filled with the Holy Spirit, we have to drink in of the Holy Spirit. Drinking in, drinking in of the Spirit. Jesus said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. And out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. This he spoke of the Holy Spirit. Said we have to drink, we have to open up ourselves, we have to ask, we have to take in of the Holy Spirit. It's like breathe in of the Holy Spirit. And something begins to change. Our lives change. Our speech changes. Our actions change. When people are filled with wine, certain things begin to manifest. And when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, certain things begin to come upon us. Our speech changes and our countenance changes and our actions change. And there was the Apostle Peter who said to the people who were, some were mocking, but some were asking, what is this? And he couldn't deny that they were drunken. But he said, these are not drunken as you suppose. But he could not deny that some substance had come into them. Some holy inebriation, some sacred intoxication had taken hold of them, and they were different people. They were changed. Some sim stimulating substance had come into the lives of those people. They're not drunken, as you suppose, but there's new wine in new wineskins. The great preacher Jonathan Edwards a few centuries ago said, there may be excess in wine, but one cannot be too filled with the Holy Spirit. One cannot be too filled with the Holy Spirit. The only charge against us, like Daniel, as we heard this morning, they're too consecrated, they're too holy, they're too anointed of God. That's the only place we could ever find a charge that we could bring against them as we cause them, try to cause them to disobey the Word of God, a people filled with the Holy Spirit. When you pray, have an intention. I must be filled with the Holy Spirit. You come to the worship service. I must be filled with the Holy Spirit. Number two, read the Word with a view to being filled. Read the Word with a view to being filled. Not simply reading, but reading to be filled. Your heart set on fire. The Scriptures to burn within you as you go along in the Word. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. Here it is again in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. There's a correlation between this verse and Ephesians 5.19. 
In Ephesians, he says, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves. He says, let the, here he says, let the word of Christ, the Scriptures dwell in you richly, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns. The word and the Spirit have to move together in our lives for there to be action and power and life. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Memorize as much of the word of God as you possibly can. Memorize as much of the word of God as you possibly can. Working in that scripture every day. The Bible says meditate in the word of God day and night. Meditate is the word memorize, to mull over, to ponder, to speak in low indistinct sound, speaking the word of God over and over. Let that word of Christ dwell in you richly. Proverbs 6, 20 to 23. My son, keep your father's command and do not forsake the law of your mother. The father's command and the law of the mother is the word of God. Bind them continually upon your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you roam, they will lead you. When you sleep, they will keep you. They'll cover you. They'll protect you. They'll watch over your life. And when you awake, they will speak with you. Wake up and the Holy Spirit is reminding you of the Word of God and how to live. For the commandment is a lamp and the law is a light. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life. How many know the Holy Spirit is always instructing us? There's a reproof that's coming. You wake up in the morning, there's a reproof on your attitude and how you're going to handle that day and what you're thinking about. The Holy Spirit is always instructing us. Keep your Father's command. Keep the Word of God. Tie them around your neck. Bind them on your heart. When you walk, they will lead you. You'll, you'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. This is how you need to walk. Here's the righteous way. Here's the way of the Lord. When you sleep, they will keep you. And when you awake, they will speak with you. The Holy Spirit needs the Word of God in order for Him to be active in our lives. The Holy Spirit needs the Word of God in order for Him to be active in our lives. He's waiting. He's watching. It's like He's hovering over us like He was in Genesis chapter 1, over the unformed mass, over the darkness, over the brooding waters. The Holy Spirit was brooding and He was watching and waiting, but He could not do anything until there came the Word of God. Let there be light, and the Holy Spirit sprang into action. And so it is with our lives. The Holy Spirit wants to help us. The Holy Spirit wants to lead us. He wants to keep us in the night. He wants to speak with us when, we're, when we wake up. But he's waiting for the Word of God to be so in our heart that he can just touch it and breathe on it and it comes alive. The Holy Spirit needs the Word of God in us. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Memorize as much of the Word of God as you possibly can in your lifetime here on the earth. 2 Corinthians 1.20 For all the promises of God in Him are yes. 
That is in Christ our yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. The manifestation of the promises. All the promises are yes and amen. The Amplified Bible says, For this cause we also utter the amen, so be it to God. We're the ones who say amen to the word of God. You know, shout amen when the word of God is preached. Strike your hands together in covenant. Say, I take that word into my heart. Let it be in you richly. We utter the amen to the promises of God. And number three, <clears throat> consistently choose a spirit of faith. Now when I say spirit there, I'm meaning a small s. Consistently choose a spirit of faith in you, a believing spirit. That's how we stay aglow with the Holy Ghost. Galatians 3, 2-5 says, This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Now he's going back to their baptism in the Spirit. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law, by effort, by following the laws, or was there a word of faith? The preaching of the Word came and you took the promise of God. He said, are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? He who is presently supplying the Spirit to you and working miracles among you, it's ongoing. Not just something in the past where the Holy Spirit touched my life, but the Holy Spirit wants to supply presently and he wants to work miracles presently through our lives. It says, does he do it by the works of the law or does he do it by hearing of faith? It's by the hearing of faith. It's by faith in our spirit. It's by a believing spirit in our hearts. I want the fresh supply. I want the miracle working power of God in my life. I'm going to have a spirit of faith. Consistently choose a spirit of faith. You know how it is. You know we can all pick up or choose a spirit of unbelief, doubt, temptation, prayerlessness or carelessness. We all understand that very well. We know the warfare between the flesh and the spirit. How we can pick that up. Unbelieving, negative, pessimistic, doubting, cursing and complaining. Or we can set to the spirit and get our life filled with the faith of God. He who is Supplying to you in abundant measure, Paul says. Who's the one who's supplying in abundant measure to you the Spirit and working miracles in you? But he says you need to have a spirit of faith. I'm going to be open. I'm active. I'm fervent. I'm aglow with the Spirit. I'm ready for the Holy Spirit to keep working in my life. Hebrews 4, 1-2. 
Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you should seem to come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who hear it. We have to mix faith, a believing spirit, in with the Word of God and with the promises of God, or they will not bring profit. They're still true. We still can read them. We still can know them. But we have to respond in faith, in a believing spirit, and accept what the Word of God says and act upon it. There's a whole generation in Moses' time, which the reference is to, a whole generation of Christians that never inherited the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey, the land of the abundance of God, of the Spirit. They lived out their entire Christian life in the wilderness, died and went to heaven, but they never partook of the land flowing with milk and honey, the victorious, overcoming life of the Spirit of God, because they didn't mix faith in with that Word of God, a believing spirit, to obey it and respond to it and live in its wonder. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 to 14. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We know how earthen our vessels are, how fragile we are, but we have a treasure inside that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Wow, we look at ourselves and our struggles and who we are, and we say, it's definitely not us. I agree. It's the power of God. It's his excellence that's inside of me. That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed said the Apostle Paul, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Wow, how do you keep going, Apostle Paul? He says, well, I live the crucified life. He said, I'm always caring about in my body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. We're always being delivered to death for Jesus' sake. He wants us to die daily, take up our cross and follow him, so that his life may be manifested in and through our humanity, our mortal flesh. He said, so then, death is working in us, but life in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. The Apostle Paul said, we have the same spirit of faith as is written in Psalm 116. We have the same spirit of faith as David did when he was troubled, when he was persecuted, when he was in trial. He began to believe and speak 
the promises of God. He began to speak the power of God, the strength of God, the assurance of the Lord. He said, the Lord has saved me from death. He will deliver my feet from falling. He will take me out of the snares, and I will walk before him in the land of the living. I believed, therefore have I spoken. The Apostle Paul said, we're going through a lot of difficult things, a lot of trials and circumstances, it's not easy, he said, making our way through this difficult world. But he said, one thing we have, we have the same spirit of faith as David. And because of it, we have a prevailing, overcoming spirit. And we speak in line with the promises of God. And we confess his word in the face of all adversity. He is with us. He will help us overcome. Andrew Murray, the godly man, said, the power of the ministry on the divine side is the spirit. While on the human side it is faith, faith is necessary throughout our entire Christian life. Whatever is of the spirit is by faith on our part. Consistently choose a spirit of faith. The trials are heavy. The sorrows can almost bring us to an end. Difficulties and stresses, working out our salvation with fear and trembling. But we must always lean to that side of faith. I will believe God. I will trust in the Lord. I will serve the Lord. And in that comes the power of God. And you'll stay aglow with the Holy Spirit, and so will I, through every trial that people wonder, how can that person going through that trial we know their tears, we know their heaviness, we know the brokenness that's upon their life. How can they walk through with such a standard and such a faith? It's because the power of God is resting upon them. They're aglow with the Spirit. We live a miracle life, and there is no other life for us. Being put to death in the flesh, we live unto God in the Spirit. Philippians 1.19, worship team, please come. Philippians 1.19, the Apostle Paul said, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the fresh supply of the Holy Spirit. Imprisoned, bound for years. He says, I know this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer. He says, I'm relying on the supply of the fresh supply of the Holy Spirit every day of my life to keep me into, in a place of joy and victory, to keep me in a place where I can see through the fog and through the circumstances and know that I'm walking the will of God and of my Father in this earth. 2 Corinthians 4, 16-18. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed Sunday by Sunday. That's not enough. You'll have a difficult week. Wow. Believers so high on Sunday, filled with the Spirit, intoxicated with the wine of heaven, go out. Don't get in the Word. Don't stay aglow with the Spirit. By Tuesday, Wednesday, beaten down by the devil, come back next Sunday, lift it up. Wow, I made it again. Up and down up and down. 
It doesn't say renewed Sunday by Sunday. He said the inward man must be renewed day by day. We have to stay filled with the oil. We have to let the Holy Spirit light us on fire every day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Yeah, light affliction, Apostle Paul. Beatings with rods, shipwrecked, imprisoned, stoned. Light affliction. That's what he called it. He says, for our light affliction, whatever we're facing, this side of heaven, said, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen the spiritual things are eternal. Let's stand together tonight. A glow with the Spirit. A glow and burning with the Spirit. How much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? We don't want any lamps that are going out hearts that are growing cold because of the sin that abounds, that our lamps would be on fire, and we, like unto those that are waiting for the coming of the Lord, aglow with the Spirit, filled with the Spirit, on fire with the Holy Spirit, worshiping and praying with intention, reading the Word of God with intention, to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day, to live beyond ourselves, to live a life that's impossible for a human to live, but only possible when the Holy Spirit quickens us and lives in us and dwells in us. Let's consistently choose a spirit of faith. When the trial comes, when the stress comes in the day, circumstances come, we choose a believing spirit and cast our hope upon the Lord. Hallelujah. If there's anyone here tonight that needs prayer for any need, spiritually or physically, emotionally, please slip out from where you are. The prayer team would love to pray for you and lift you up and help you tonight. And the Spirit of God would rest upon you and you would take these counsels from the Lord tonight and say, I'm going to live that way. My inward man must be renewed day by day. I need the fresh supply of the Holy Spirit. He that is working the fresh supply, ministering the Spirit to me and working miracles, it's by faith. I have to have a believing spirit to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And the Lord will lift us up. Anyone else, please slip out as we close out with the worship tonight.